0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me, Andy Sokolovich, for another episode of Thematics. This is episode number 40 already. Today's guest is none other than the one, the only Becky Hammond from isogostrong.com. What is isogo? Well, listen in and you'll find out. She'll explain the the origins of the name and how she came up with it for her business. We'll also talk about a star stretch and we'll really highlight the theme Achiever. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and as always, stay addicted. You're listening to Thematics presented by Unleashed strengths.com the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The One, the only, the greatest podcast on the planet Earth. That's right, folks, thematics. My name is Andy Sokolovich, and I'm a Gallup-certified strengths coach and the owner of a coaching practice, Unleashed Strengths, nestled in the Midwest town of Clinton, Iowa. I'm a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, and increase overall job satisfaction. If you are interested in listing the skills of a strengths coach, or you're looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, seminar, consider giving me a call at 815-441-2219. Or shoot me an email, Andy at unleashstrengths.com. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment has had on now over twelve million people. And today I have the GallupStrength website open and I'll give you the official numbers. It's 12 million six hundred and sixty thousand six hundred and fifty-six. So it won't be long before we'll be able to say thirteen million. It is our belief here at Unleash Strengths, the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware of her strengths and wants nothing more than to share her story in an effort to help out others just like you succeed. For more information or to schedule yourself an interview, that's right, you too can be on this show. All I ask is that you are a true thematic. Go ahead again and shoot me an email at, at com. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths, Twitter at UnleashCSF. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed and our iTunes links. Everything is on unleashstrengths.com. We do ask that if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a positive review. It really helps our podcast grow. My coast, as always, is the one, the only, the lovely, the talented, the Northwest Coaster. Is that is that a correct statement? Northwest sure, Coaster. Pacific Northwesterner. Uh, yeah, there you go. Grace Lacanti. Grace is the owner of Lacanti Consulting. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E, consulting.com. Grace provides strengths-based training to management teams and groups. Grace, what's going on with you today?
1: Hi, hi. It's raining in Vancouver, Washington.
0: Surprise, surprise. I am on
1: a really exciting journey called the 30-Day Minimalist Challenge, which is a challenge I made to myself to figure out how can I make my life that's crazy as a manager more simple and easy and not as chaotic. So, I'm on this journey, and part of my part of the challenge for these last few days has been to get off the internet and Facebook and email. Mm. <laughs> so, I haven't updated my blog, but I'll plan to do that in the next couple of days here just to explain what I'm doing every day and how it's going.
0: Just as long as you don't take Skype off of those lists of things to do because <laughs> I need yeah, you, I Grace. I need to
1: do the rest of my responsibilities. Yeah, you got to hang out with it's me. It's been It's been great already. I really feel so much more refreshed. I mean, I've been challenging myself to get more sleep, to um, be more mindful in my conversations, to have goals that I actually have uh, that are achievable and and work toward just so many ways to connect with people that I wasn't really doing before. So
0: Achievable goals. We talked about that in the past. And as everybody knows, Andy can achieve goals that are within a 24-hour window. Anything outside of that, (laughs) probably not going to (laughs) happen. So enough about you and I, let's introduce our guest today. I first saw this professional uh, speak when she was interviewed by Gallup for Gallup's Call to Coach. And I was amazed by her passion and her drive and her energy. And I thought, man, I gotta get her on this show. So I'm happy to announce that today we have Becky Hammond on the show. Becky, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us today. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and then reveal your top five.
2: Thanks, Andy, thanks, Grace. I, it's, I'm just kind of cracking up over here already listening to YouTube <laughs> banter back and forth. So I know that this is gonna be a really fun half hour or whatever it ends up being. Um, I Like Andy said, My name is Becky Hammond. I um, founded a company called eSogo, and I can explain that a little bit uh, farther down the line. And what I do is help teams mostly discover their talents and develop their teams. And my top five are achiever, arranger, learner, belief, and connectedness. And so as you might imagine, I do all of my work through that lens, and I have a blast doing it.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt that you enjoy what you do. I don't think I've ever seen you whether it would be on Facebook or a video that you post without a smile on your face. So, tell us a little bit about this isogo. What does that mean?
2: This uh, this to me is you can see my connectedness coming through when you talk start talking about isogo because uh, I started this Strengths Journey, let's say about, it was a while, we don't have to just say let's say, it was about eight years ago, (laughs) I attended a leadership conference. And so it was kind of by happenstance that I fell upon StrengthsFinder. We took a couple of different assessments there, StrengthsFinder, MBTI. And as I kind of unpacked what the results were for me, um, one, it was not surprising, you know, as uh, as is the case with a lot of people who take this assessment, um, and the second was that I saw how it all of a sudden was going to have massive impact in my relationships around me, um, based on knowing my filter and their filter of the world, and I and I can go into that, um, but I started using it uh, in in my marriage, in my management. Um, and then Life's Adventure took us over to Japan, and oh. uh, we got to live there. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. amazing. We got to live there for three years. Um, our first two kids were born there, mm-hmm. and I just I, – this is my, my time where I really feel like – was my opportunity to put Achiever in check. You know, we all have these volume dials on our strengths. And for me, Achiever always has and probably is again dialed high. It's almost probably dialed too, too high most of the time mm-hmm. where I, I think, uh, I needed a jolt in order to really take some time to allow some of my other strengths to, to thrive and be developed. And so I had three years where I was in Japan and just exploring the country, learning the language, and uh, just getting involved and in the opportunity that I had there. And the town that we lived in while we were there was called Isogo. As we were thinking about transitioning to come back to the United States, the idea of Strengths and strengths finder and spreading it just kind of kept coming over and over to my mind. And so that last year, especially uh, that I was there, I just started trying to figure out how can I help people experience the revelation that I've experienced through understanding how I'm wired, understanding how the people beside me are wired, and then using that to to uh, have more, basically less frustrating conversations, less frustrating relationships, and more effective and more productive um, relationships at work. It just happened to be right around the same time that Gallup was launching their um, StrengthsFinder coaching certification. And so within a couple weeks of being back in the States, I was in Washington, D.C., taking the first of the three series. And um, as I was figuring out what I wanted to name this business, the only thing that kept coming back to me was Isogo. Isogo is a place where this idea was born, and so uh, that's how I came upon that.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. I'm just thinking, Becky, of uh, a CEO that I just spoke with a few days ago at a long-term care facility, whose job it is to run the facility, and make sure that it's profitable, and margins in long-term care are getting smaller and smaller. You know, mm. for elderly patients, um, transitional care from a hospital before they go back home um, or residential communities. And this this gentleman was telling me, he got in touch with me to tell me his story. And as we talked about it, I mentioned strengths. Mm. And he was fascinated. He'd never heard of StrengthsFinder before. He'd taken all sorts of other personality tests and had been assigned to go to seminars and training with his company. but. He had never heard of it. And I was, as the conversation went on, he mentioned that he has an administrative role and responsibilities, but he cares so deeply for people and their feelings and their, the emotion that goes into, you know, someone that comes into his facility has problems, you know, they're sick, they have physical ailments, and many times they become, um, you know, they can go through dementia or other types of degenerative problems. And he cares so much about their experience and their family's experience, and that made such a big difference for how people experienced his facility. Um, so I mentioned, you know, it's probably true that you have relationship building strengths very high. And I would think that's kind of unusual for CEOs Mm. (laughs) because, and he said, yes, you're right. In my circles, I'm one of the only people that has this, you know, this kind of weakness It's perceived as a weakness to be very feeling oriented when you're that high up. I just think it's fascinating that we all have this amazing distribution of how we see things and it may be the reason why people get frustrated in their jobs,
2: don't you think, Becky? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, a lot of times, uh, as I've been coaching people, especially people who are in kind of leadership or managerial roles, they there's a certain set of strengths that rub them the wrong way, especially when they pop up on their own assessment. You know, um, a, a gentleman who is a you know a killer sales rep manager has empathy. Very high. And it, it took a long time for us to go back and forth for him to really understand how it is a strength. It's not, uh, it's not a feminine characteristic. Right, it's so not, true. yeah, it's not a quality that he should shy away from or try to stuff down, but rather use to his advantage. And I think, you know, he, he was able to kind of start to come over to that side and be able to see that, you know, there might be a cultural bias against this, but if I use it to increase productivity of my team or to motivate or engage them, it's only doing what it's supposed to do. It's only, only a strength and not a weakness.
0: So, Becky, one of the things that you said when you initially started introducing us to who you are and where your business came from, you talked a lot about Achiever. And some of the things I wrote down were too high and needed to be put in check. Can sure. you tell us a little bit about that? Because we'd like to, every once in a while in the show, more more recently, we'd like to identify certain themes and talk about those balconies and basements.
2: Achiever uh, I've taken the assessment twice now, eight years apart. Achiever came up uh, as number one both times, and it's not a surprise um, <laughs> to me or to anyone around me. <laughs> um, you know, I would say kind of the the, the dialed too high aspect of it um, is when it starts to get in the way of people. You know, I don't, I do not have high number of relationship themes, even in my top 10 and my dominant themes. Um, connectedness is in my top five, but my opinion is that it's not a very strong uh, <laughs> relational strength mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like some of the others are. And so oftentimes my to-do list can get in the way of turning around and looking at someone. These days, my achiever can keep me up till Two in the morning. I like to say that two in the morning and I are way too familiar with each other. Oh my
1: gosh, we gotta Uh, give a high five to that one. (laughs) Candy and I both stay up till ridiculous hours in the morning. That's more ideation coming out. For you it's the list, right? You get the the list done.
2: Yeah, because I can be dead tired at nine o'clock. But once the kids are all in bed and everything's quiet and the kitchen is cleaned, my brain starts turns on and says oh my i could do this and this and this and when i start getting things done when i start checking things off the list i have energy like like you know 12 fold from the energy i had at 8:30 in the evening oh so word. it's 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 that you know, it's that sign of strength. It's that energy thing. But how do I like use it productively so that then when my kids wake me up at six the next morning, no matter what time I went to bed, I, you know, I'm not a disaster or I don't have, you know, a lack of patience for, you know, my work or my life, or, you know, I'm in the middle of my workday at regular hours and I can't seem to stay awake. So I think that's where I, that's where I mean that it's kind of an overdrive. It's too high. Um, and, and it's affecting negatively the way that, um, the way that the rest of my life lives out just because I'm overusing that strength. Becky, where do you discipline and responsibility fall for you? <laughs> Top 10.
1: Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. So even, wow. So you'll just drag yourself out of bed and make it work, right? Even if you've had a super late night, you're just going to plow on through the next day. Man, that's great. Well, your work (laughs) ethic,
0: your work (laughs) ethic definitely shows and some of the content you've been able to create. So I'm over at isogostrong.com. That's I S O G O strong.com. And tell us a little bit about your new thing that you got going on here. Isogo TV live and work your strengths.
2: Yes, yes. And actually, it's funny that you say it just like that, because my mother-in-law, um, when we were telling her how to look it up on iTunes, she said, "Isogo TV Live and Work Your Strengths. And in our heads, the entire time that we had been uh, thinking of this through this title, it's "Isogo TV Live and Work Your Strengths podcast. Oh, so, okay. Well, I- <laughs> uh, it's like one of those things that you're just like, Oops, you know, I mean, there's nothing that you can really do about it in the end. And so I've been, you know, started to put like weird hyphens and things like that in in place to see if we can change that. Yeah, Maybe maybe a colon
0: after the TV, because that's where when I see TV and and live or live, I automatically think live.
1: It's really a bad thing that it's. Perceived as being live, it sounds like it's alive, or it's more
2: yes. energetic. Well, I wanted to no. know
0: how you were doing it live. That's no, what I was yeah, thinking like. Right. How exactly. is that's she doing? He's like, well,
2: I don't know how are you doing that live? Well, <laughs> the thing is, I'm not. So that's how. Um, and so, yeah, but it is an like this is the most exciting thing that I am doing, and I say I, but it, really it's we. So my husband and I, um, who originally had the strengths revelation together, um, I shared over at the. Um, the, the Gallup called to coach that really my strengths journey started in our kitchen. <laughs> the relationship between my husband and I, where I we realized that my achiever and his relator were missing on so many levels, mm-hmm. where we were not seeing each other's idiosyncrasies as strengths, rather things that somehow we were doing intentionally to frustrate each other. Which just wasn't true. We just weren't understanding the filters through which we were seeing the world. And, um, so it is dramatically impacted his life and the way that he manages the people that he, um, that he works with this last year. You know, I lean on him for his futuristic and, uh, some of his able to be able to see, uh, what could be. And he said, you know what? I think we should do this isogo TV thing. I think we should do a video podcast and help people understand how to use their strengths, you know, and this is a, you know, Andy and Grace, this is something that you guys are doing here at Thematics is, you know, once some people have taken the assessment, what's next, you know, what, what, how do they actually see it in action? How do they take the next step and really use this? It's like, oh yeah, I see that Describe how that describes me, but. I don't understand how I can make this tangible and usable and really impact my life. And so, um, Isogo TV came about uh, from that, from the conversations that we would have on our deck late into the night. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's the video guy. So you'll see him in the videos and uh, he's the post processor and everything. Um, I, I think you're right to call out responsibility and discipline. I think, um, we've committed to doing this for at least a year weekly. And now that things are starting to post, we're realizing, you know, that's, that it's a big commitment in some ways a sacrifice to some of the other things that we have going on in our lives, but we couldn't be more excited about it. I love that it's getting to reach people to help them understand how they actually use this. So I really try to make it... um, Practical, tangible—you know, ten minutes or under for the most part—so that people can uh, just to have another resource or a resource. I don't know if there's that many out there, you know, to really help um, people understand how to take that next step in using their strengths on a daily basis in their everyday work and their everyday life.
0: Yeah, the we've had several discussions with our guests on here of the, you know, Gallup's name, claim, aim, sure. and the naming and claiming part is easy. Um, <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to say easy. It's one of those things where it's going to come a little quicker. The Absolutely, aim portion yeah. of it is the part that really gets people caught up. And nine times out of ten, I think when people bail on the concept of strengths-based development, it's because that aim has just proven to be maybe too difficult or they haven't had that sense of direction. And I I know your videos are doing that for individuals and those podcasts as well. There's starting to be some more and more content and resources being developed that are going to speak to individuals on how you can actually apply this stuff and not yeah. just look at it as gee whiz information you took an assessment. Now you have this printout. Yeah. I applaud you for what you're doing and kudos to your hubby there too. What's his top five?
2: His top five are, um, relator and, uh, activator, self-assurance, uh, futuristic and context. Yeah, I have.
1: Futuristic and context.
2: Yes, it's That's an interesting context. very
1: combat. unusual to have future and past at the same time, right?
2: Yep, yep. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful how it works. Like someone, actually the very first time we ever took the assessment, we were kind of being spun up by people who didn't really know that much about the assessment. But they they said, huh, I don't, I don't know. How would that even work? And <laughs> I, he's like. It It, it works. Yeah. He's (laughs) he's like, it makes perfect sense. Like he's a total history buff. He loves, you know, he's like that sixth grader who was reading about civil war, the civil war. And (laughs) yet he can paint and cast a vision to the future, but he uses his knowledge of the context or of the context of the past to do that. So, So, yep. It's a a funky combination that really makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's interesting. I mean, context for me sits out at number 32, so super mm. low. But I do often, <laughs> even when my futuristic kicks in, I think of what could be. There's times where I do pause and say, okay, but has it been done before and what mistakes were made back then? But it doesn't happen often. So that makes sense when <laughs> I number 32. You have to actually
2: think to think that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have
0: to force that yeah. thought. Yeah. So.
1: The context is my 34. Oh, <laughs> My wow. last. Well, that's it's, interesting. It's my husband's. I, I forget what his order is, but it's one of his top five. So we yeah. see things very differently. But yeah. that's, that's really neat. Becky, I, I very much agree with you that it can help so much in relating to your spouse or partner or even to close family members. I mean, I've now finally convinced all of my immediate family members to take this assessment. <laughs> finally. And the couple that had the, the two people that, that didn't want to ended up having deliberative in their top five. So that was interesting. It was like, yep. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. But it, it really helps to create conversation, doesn't it?
2: Absolutely. So, and, I actually, that was yeah. one of the things that I have been thinking through recently. So this last. Uh, week, I had the opportunity to get together with some extended family members. And um, it's just, you know, if if it's when it's a part of everything that I do and everything that I think and everything that I breathe, it just kind of comes out. Right. And, and I was thinking this after this last week, I was like, pretty soon we're going to need to have some like family reunion workshop experience where we can all (laughs) get together. There'll be, you know, 20 people, extended family. (laughs) We've all kind of grown up together, but really to see Exactly how we're wired and the lens through which we're seeing the world and how we've gotten to the success that we've gotten to. I mean, yeah. it's it, that would just be a really fun, really insightful killer workshop experience
0: (laughs) i'm thinking about bringing my family together for that and i don't know if (laughs) i want to be a part of that thing
1: we want to come too (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we'll We'll use yours
0: as a case study before i go digging into that well that may be a little too
1: deep for me (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah that would get really deep Uh, Um, question for you though becky you mentioned i guess we're going to be focusing on uh, achiever today right andy i hope that's okay (laughs) uh
0: yeah not in particular but i just thought you know as as becky was speaking in the beginning achiever seemed to pop up a few times so
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, our our audience has given us some feedback and one thing that they specifically requested a few people wanted was a focus on one particular theme. So we haven't really planned it that way. But since we we talked about Achiever, I would love to know, Becky, how your family relates to the Achiever strength in you. Do they feel like overwhelmed by your list of things to do? Do they feel that you push them a bit too much to achieve themselves if they aren't as interested in doing it? Or has that ever been uh, yeah, a problem?
2: Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, a, absolutely, has been a problem. <laughs> um, I think there's a, a, as you're talking or asking the question, my mind goes a couple different directions. One is just my nuclear family here. I think um, now that we have the language of strengths and we've been able to kind of work through that initial aha moment of between the relater and the achiever, um, you know, that that conflict that was happening, we are able to use our terms really. Easily to kind of diffuse situations. And so, you know, my husband affectionately calls me the pusher of our family. <laughs> so, and he's uh,
1: the I'm, activator, right? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. But he's not pushing.
2: That's no, he's not it. pushing. He's just kind of the one that all of a sudden has all the suitcases unloaded four <laughs> seconds after we, you know, got walked in the door from a trip. <laughs> It, it comes across as the person who helps the family follow through and get things done. And it can be as easy, as simple as getting out the door, making sure that we, you know, have marked all the boxes in order to get out the door with all the things that we need. But I, I definitely think that, you know, just as I was mentioning, it still, it still gets in my way. It's still people around me, the people who are closest to me, my family, they still see, and, and he's, and now, especially my husband is able to call me out for that. To say, okay, you know, I understand. Let's get this on your to do list. Like, talk to me, you know, put that on your to do list.
1: Like, okay. (laughs) Spend time with your husband. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
2: Look at him in the eyes. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) And the other side that I was thinking though, was in my uh, you know my growing up nuclear family, so my dad and my sisters, um they've all taken the assessment. My uh, sister is a professional organizer. actually, she's in Northwest Iowa there in um Orange City, Iowa. And she took the strength assessment kind of when I was just getting all spun up on all this. Um, and has been able to see how the way she's wired really matches with the, with the profession that she chose. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also has achiever in her top five. Um, and wow. so, and my other sister does not. And we were able to see how the stamina that Iowa sister and I have it has played out and come up throughout Throughout our lives, and my other sister, she's an incredibly hard worker, but she just likes to go to bed. You know, it's like <laughs> uh, she's like, you know what? I just she, she understands her that she's going to be better the next day if she goes to bed, and so probably would be the tr- would be true of us as well. But she doesn't get that same energy um, from that like buzz of getting things done, and so I think it was really eye opening, at least um, you know, if not totally revolutionary, at least helped us to be able to understand that little, that strange dynamic that went in between us. And that's that, that my sister who didn't have Achiever doesn't have to feel bad about that. Doesn't have to feel like, oh man, I'm not keeping up. It has nothing to do with that. You know, when she uh, decides to go to bed, it's because, because she's going to be stronger in the morning based on the way she's wired.
1: I I have a daughter, one of my three kids, my oldest has Achiever and she self-recognized the strength two years ago when she was six years old. Because oh, wow. I, I read through some of the descriptions and kind of a kid-friendly version that I just yeah. kind of explained. You know, oh, so achievers the one where you have a mental list of things to do and you check it off your list. She's like, "Mommy, doesn't everybody have that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, "No." <laughs> but I think the the coolest thing about kids who are who are able to understand these from childhood is that they. Are completely okay with themselves to to a certain point until they hit those years when things start to fall apart. You know, people question them or make fun of them, or they want to be part of the group. All three of my kids are completely confident that their strengths are exactly what they should be, and that they take total ownership of it. It's just amazing, and I'm I am not the perfect parent by any stretch of the imagination. I have made so many mistakes. I've been in my head too much and have neglected them at certain points because of my strengths that I go to the basement of, you know, the bottom, the worst areas. But I think the cool thing is my son is extremely proud that he's intellectual and that he's deliberative. He's very cautious and he says no a lot. And he wants to grow up to be a building inspector wow. and say, this is wrong. It needs to be torn down and blown up. <laughs> like he loves the power that he could have. My daughter was achiever is so happy that she has lists and she can check things off and achieve them. So, Becky, I hope that you can have some some pride in the fact that that strength is fantastic. You mentioned that you feel like it's a little bit too much or that you need to put it in check, but it's still an amazing strength, so I hope that you recognize that in yourself. (laughs)
2: Go, yeah, Becky, sure. go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the, the keys to my success, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, people, if we didn't have any achievers in this world, very little would actually get done. Yeah. We'd lose well, track. And good we thing 28% of us do. <laughs> no, no, it's the most common strength.
0: Right? Speaking of parental strength comparisons, my daughter's birthday is today. She is six years old, and we're having a party for her tomorrow. Now I sit here in in Clinton, Iowa, and now I have my mother who came to visit from Reading, Pennsylvania, and my wife. And my wife does not like party planning. (laughs) She doesn't. (laughs) She you know she gets nervous. When people ask her to be you know in their wedding, or they ask her to throw them a bridal shower, she's like, I don't like that stuff, and she doesn't. And it's just it's not you know part of her strengths makeup my mom, polar opposite. My mom should be a professional party planner. She absolutely loves making sure that all the colors look perfect and that everything's matched and there's a theme and it's amazing seeing those two work with each other right now because if this was up to my wife, um, everybody would be getting probably goodies in a Ziploc bag. And now that my mom's here, she's kind of taking the helm and she's driving this party to something that we never thought it could be. So it's amazing what happens when those two team up. Uh, my wife actually is just kind of taking a back seat so I don't want to use the word team up. And my mom's the driving force right now. But it's kind of cool to look at those two and see how completely different they are. So Becky, we always like to ask, and now I know you use the assessment professionally and that it made a huge impact on your life. But tell us a little bit about that conversation you have with others when you introduce them to the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment.
2: One of my favorite um, groups, I would say, or favorite set of people to talk to uh the strengths strengths finder about is an intact team that's maybe 10 to 20 people i love to um start the conversation by drawing notice to the fact that we all have this kind of underlying expectation that we be well rounded you know we talk about it and this is where my um my emphasis on the star comes in because, you know, we, I, I talk about how are the ethos of our society even is so strong that we are, we think that if we are that Renaissance man or that Renaissance woman, we are going to be the most successful. And so when I'm talking with these groups, I say, it, it's not about that circle. We are not going to be most successful when we're the circle, but rather, you know, these now decades of research has showing us that the most successful people get to their place of success by concentrating on their strengths, by looking less like a circle and more like a star. And so where each point is one of their, let's say, five strengths, at least from the StrengthsFinder perspective, and that the brighter, the sharper their star is, the more successful they are going to be. And so I love to start there um, because, one, it gives people a visual, and two, it just kind of calls out that underlying um, uh, false understanding that we have about how we're going to be most successful. You know, that... The emphasis is, should be on becoming more of who you already are and not trying to be like somebody else or somebody that you're not.
0: Tell us about your star stretch. This has become oh, very popular. Yeah.
2: yeah. So one thing I realized, so I am achiever learner, right? I don't care if something is boring. I just don't get bored. I sit there and I take in the information. I take notes. I mean, maybe that's the discipline um, coming in as well. Uh, But as I was kind of starting in on my workshops um, a couple of years ago, I – started to realize that my filter of not being bored really was coming through. I really wanted people to reflect and think and write. But what I found was that the energy just wasn't as awesome as it it could have been. Uh, People weren't as engaged as a result as they could have been, let's say, three quarters of the way through a four-hour session. And so um, what I realized is that I needed to work kind of activities. I mean, I was doing activities, but it just a different level of activity and mobility into uh, my workshops. And so I um, kind of took that and said, okay, how do I, instead of just saying, okay, let's take a break to stretch, how do I act, help people continue to solidify the concept? And on, as a side note, um, get up and stretch. And so I just, I, one day as I was preparing one of my workshops, I said, I wonder if I could make people think that they, they were shaped like a star. So it, when I feel like the energy maybe needs a little bit of a pickup or maybe after some sort of kind of internal reflection activity, I'll have people stand up, have them stretch out their arms and their legs or their arms up into the air and their legs out. And do that right uh, now Becky, yeah, let's do it. Okay. go ahead and Dude. do it. You, you'll right you feel good about it. <laughs> <Stretching> out. <laughs> uh, and as they're doing it, I, you know, I say, okay, now stretch as far, as far as you can. And they do. And then I, as they're, as they still have their arms out there, I say, this is your star. And, you know, I always get a few chuckles like, oh, ha ha, you know, and where your feet and your hands and your head are your strengths. And then I say, okay, stretch out as far as you can. And they do. And I say, now give me another inch. And inevitably, you see the entire room stretch just a little bit more. And at that point, I say, that's what we're going for today. That extra inch in your strength. The, if you can even take one of your strengths, let's say you, the strengths from your, your hand that's up in the air, that point, and figure out how to make that even a little bit sharper, That's the extra inch that you're going for today that you can take away and use in your, in your everyday work or your everyday life. Mm -hmm. And so after that, you know, they are all kind of are stretched out. They hopefully now have had a physical manifestation of what I'm talking about when we're going for the star and what the takeaway is supposed to be from the day. I mean, that's one of the, one of my factors of success is did they understand what the value was that they, that they should have pulled from the workshop or that they did pull from the workshop experience. And so, you know, it kind of hits on all sorts of levels and they sit back down and they've all stretched out and the energy is higher and we move on.
0: I like that. Oh, there, I just there, did
2: that exercise. Yeah. I stretched out and then there was always a little bit more that you can stretch. There always thought, is. That's yeah. Really yeah. And I cool actually, effort. I got that, um, The extra inch from a good friend of mine, I was watching him, uh, Rourke Denver. He's a totally different – he's a a speaker, a totally different path. But, um, you know, he – really manages the room well. And I saw him do something kind of similar in terms of, you know, having people put their hands up in the air had nothing to do with a star, but, um, kind of giving that extra inch, they always can. And it gets people's vertebrae stretched out that one more little bit and they sit back down and they're much more into what you're talking about. Mm.
0: Yeah. It reminds me when I was in the military, we'd have to do water confidence training. And I was part of this a small group of folks that was going through this program and
1: that sounds frightening.
0: Well, we'd have to do underwaters. So (laughs) you'd have to be, you have to go from point A to point B underwater. And it was all about managing your, your inhale, managing your exhale, managing the amount of oxygen you use, going nice and slow and smooth. And you always get to that point where we call it kind of seeing the wizard. It's when you got really close to passing out. (laughs) But wow. you you weren't there yet. And you could give yourself <laughs> and this is completely different. Nobody tried this at home. <laughs> but this is and then you would just think to yourself, if I could get one more good stroke in, mm. you know, I can travel an extra ten yards. And you would constantly do that over and over and over again. And over a series of X number of months of doing this, we were we were knocking out 50 yard underwaters easily. And it was just mm. building ourselves up to that point. And when you first jumped in the pool, several of us couldn't even complete 25 yards or meters underwater. So it was it reminds me of that. You're bringing me back memories that uh, not all of those no, memories really, were good. Are they
2: good? I don't know. <laughs> it,
0: was, uh, it was a time in my life where I was a little bit, uh, I was in some better shape, and uh, I was less cautious about things, but yeah, uh, there you go. But I learned something from it for sure. So, Becky, what is the your favorite theme? And I, and I used the word favorite, and I probably should modify this, but what theme in your top five do you really believe is the kind of driving force in everything you do? And I think we may have touched on it already, but let's go ahead and highlight it one more time before we close this out.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think I think you're right that um when I first took this assessment 8 years ago, I hands down would have said achiever. But I feel like that has changed over time as I have connected more deeply with my strengths. Um I think for me now when I was reflecting on this, I a connectedness is what really feels foundational for me. It's kind of that you know, if you think of if you think of our strengths as an iceberg, the things on the top, my achiever and my arrangers in particular, are p- things that people always see of me. They know of me, it's what I'm known for, but it was that belief and connectedness that were kind of under the surface on that iceberg that um were the foundation all along. We're driving the why behind that achiever and that arranger. and I- I've been asked in my life to, to explain that. And I didn't know that it was because I wasn't allowing that kind of connectedness to come through. And I think, you know, to your point, Grace, about your daughter, doesn't everyone do that? It's like, (laughs) well, I just kind of thought, well, doesn't everyone see the connections between things? Doesn't everyone just kind of instantly in a moment be able to see like the past, the present and the future implications of that particular transaction? And the answer, of course, is no. (laughs) And I Realize that I had that to be able to share. And I think, um, I, I love that, that, that describes my why that it gives me something to share with other people when they are going through a hard time or when they can't really figure out how their role as a manager fits into the organization as a whole. Um, I'm able to help them kind of draw that out. And so, um, kind of from a personal and professional standpoint, I, I would say right now, that's my, favorite theme.
1: It's <laughs> great.
2: Would you mind um, just short, briefly sharing what your why is and what that even means? Can you define sure. that for us? Sure. It's like, It's like, how do the things on my to-do list get on my to-do list? Mm-hmm. It's about the priorities. So for me, like belief has a lot to do with this innate value of people. And um, connectedness has to do with the understanding that everything that I do is related to or impacts something else. And so I think it is part of what balances my achiever. um, What can can balance it, if I I allow it to, is to say, okay, how do I um, put things on my list that are going to align with that belief or that are going to not conflict with the fact that uh, what I'm doing impacts somebody else? Mm -hmm. That's great.
0: So in closing, Becky, we started this a few episodes ago. I always like to ask our interviewees and our guests for three strengths-based rules for success.
2: Yes. Well, I think, um, I've been thinking about this one. I think one of the things that, and maybe this is where it's a little, was challenging for me to, to think through, um, is, you know, I, what, I guess one of my rules would be practice what we preach, you know, to say, um, if, if we're going to uh, live out of a place of strength, then one of the things I love about that is that it's not prescriptive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like follow these seven leadership steps and you're going to be the best leader or <laughs> what, you know, all these different blog posts and all these things that are out there are about the way those people got to success. And I, I mean, I do it as well as I'm blogging. Like this is how I build a community. This is how, you know, this is how, these were the three things that I messed up when I first started, you know, those types of things, but rather that it flexes to our strengths. And so I would say the first rule would be authenticity. You know, it's about vulnerability, about putting yourself out there to say, these are the things I'm good at. Cause sometimes people don't, can't even say that. Like, these are the things I'm good at. Yeah. Yeah. And then also these are the things I'm not good at, right? So that's kind of that authenticity piece. Um, so that's that's the deeper, that's probably my belief in my connectedness. If you if you see that coming through of like, mm-hmm. okay, we have we have to have an authenticity here in order for strengths to be successful at all. There has to be, it's it's not just self-awareness, but a willingness to kind of go there on our strengths and the things that aren't strengths for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, secondly, is much much more tangible, I would say. You got to look at your strengths. You know, you got to have them in front of you. I can't tell you how many times I've had people who are so excited about their results and they're, you know, they are all on board. And then two weeks later, I say, oh yeah, what are your top five? And they're like, ah, well, there was that one about, um, well, you know, that thing where you you make the lists and like, okay, and they can usually, you know, they can usually get out maybe three or so. But the only way that we're going to use them is if we remember to remember them. And so I talk about like, what is your remember to remember tool? And oftentimes it's just a note card with them written on it. That's on your bathroom mirror or on your desk or in your car or whatever that is. You know, I have some, a a client that keeps it in his wallet. And every time he goes in to, to, you know, reach for something, he sees him there and he can be reminded, Oh yeah. Okay. These are my strengths. These are the things I need to make my strengths be activated. And so those are the only two that I came up with, you know, <laughs> authenticity and remembering to remember your strengths. I think those are my two. Strengths you've arranged it down to yeah. two, right? back yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the efficiency aspect
1: right there.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, those are those the are list
1: s- thing. Go ahead, Andy.
0: Authenticity is huge. And that's something that I kind of really value is, is be who you are and don't try to emulate others to the extreme where you all of a sudden now want to become them where you're trying to copy them verbatim and they, and you know, it's, you see it all the time on social media. We see it in our day to day lives. You see it in the workplace. I mean, I've been interviewed or have coached so many people who just say, you know, I try every day to be like so-and-so because mm-hmm. so-and-so is the favorite. And I'm thinking, no, you just, and then when you said about, about looking at them, yeah, there's a few, like I have a big coaching thing coming up where I'm creating everybody little lanyards and you know, we've done coffee cups in the past with top five printed on them. And there's a little bit of overhead there, but at the end of the day, as a coach and as a business owner, I want, to make sure that my message and the message of strengths is, you know, definite. It hangs around the office place. It's visual. People can see it. So I appreciate those two rules for success.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, Becky. I think most of us who have coached strengths, even if we're not, you know, I'm not certified as a Gallup coach, but I use the the knowledge that I've learned and I apply it through my consulting with business owners and managers. And I forget my strengths sometimes, not only, I mean, I forget not, not just the five, because sometimes you just go get so caught up on work and responsibilities. It isn't always front in my mind all the time, even though I'm around it all the time. You know, I use yeah. it in my coaching and my consulting, but it's so easy to forget your own sometimes. And that's, I think it's a great practice, even for coaches or people who are very familiar with this to continue to recognize it in ourselves and to be more forgiving, of you know, we don't have to be the perfect at everything. I love the five star analogy. We just need to keep working on the five and not all the rest of the twenty nine that we that are not so high on the list. As long as we can keep pushing further on the ones that are at the top, there
2: will be more success. Would yep, you agree with that, that, Becky? That extra inch, it's that's what it's all about. <laughs>
1: yeah. Reach the inch.
0: All right, Becky. How can we reach you? We talked about Isogo. We talked about your business. Give us a few ways that we can contact you for our listeners and uh, those that want to connect with you more after the show's over.
2: Uh, I would love that. We can uh, connect with me over at IsogoStrong.com. I have my blog up there. That's where you're going to find Isogo TV. And Isogo Strong is also the handle for Facebook and Twitter. So I'm up and active at those sites as well and would love to see you and talk to you and engage with you there.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Becky Hammond, for being on the show. We really do appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much, Andy and Grace. Grace, yeah. great
1: hosts as always. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We had a great time talking to you. And I'm, I can't wait to watch more of your videos because I've Thanks. heard a little birdie told me that they're really, really exciting. Tweet, tweet. At it.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's really exciting. And I hope it impacts people and helps people to uh, use and apply their strengths in their everyday work and their everyday life.
0: Yeah. And in closing, I'm going to jump on my soapbox and say, if you are a strength coach, if you are using Strengths Finder for professional purposes to help others grow and enjoy their life and, and live a fulfilled uh, existence, please create content <laughs> that can be shared because the World Wide Web is an amazing resource and there's no more excuses why you can't get your voice heard. So that's it. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Short step down. This is, again, Andy Sokolovich, Gallup Certified Strengths Coach. You can hit me up at Unleash Strengths. You can email me, Andy, at UnleashStrengths.com, And you can subscribe to this podcast. That's right, thematics at iTunes. You can go to UnleashStrengths.com forward slash iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. Give it a listen. If you like what you hear, please leave us a positive review. Grace, thanks again for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: All right, everybody. We'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashedStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.